here to the second episode of the Chilled Esports Podcast. I'm your host again here, Eugene Caffin, here with my, oh, as always, with my good Tomodachi, Joseph. How are you doing today? That's me. I'm fantastic, Eugene, and how are you? Dude, I'm very, very good. Been an excellent week in uh, Blizzard Esports. Mm, and, I, and I'm actually pretty excited, and I, I think you know why. Oh, really? Tell me why. Yep. Why is you, that? You know why. Oh, you know why. Because, drumroll please, Eugene is now placed in Overwatch. What oh, the hell? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, it was very exciting this week, Joey. <laughs> very, very exciting. So, yeah, um, basically, that's yeah, that's exactly what's been happening in Blizzard World this week. I have done my placements, everybody, and it was... Finally bit the bullet. I finally bit the bullet. I got around it, I, you know, changed my headspace, and I finally got around to doing it, and you know what, it was actually, like, pretty fun and pretty easy. The first few games, yep. I wanted to, like, rip my hair out and toss my computer across the room, um, but after as that... As is usual with Overwatch? Yeah, <laughs> as is, <laughs> it's pretty usual with Overwatch, not gonna lie, uh, but after that, <laughs> you know, after my first three losses, no, four losses, um, yep. I had two draws in a row. Two draws in a row. Uh-huh. Which was like... Oh, man, that sounds like long games. <laughs> yeah, they're long games, but they were good games, you know? Like, everyone was having yeah. a good time. There were GGs all around, you know? Um, you know, it was... And it was just a really fun time. And I don't know. Anyone that's anyone that has ladder anxiety, I know that I have it. I have it, like, bad. If you just get over it, change your mindset, it's very worth it. Especially in games like Overwatch... Um, yeah, I'd recommend that everybody does it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just tell me, Gene, how much butt piracy did you experience? Was it like <laughs> robbery on the high seas? Is it levels of butt piracy, or mm, you <laughs> know, I, I did, I did have, I did have a few butt pirate games. Uh, not gonna lie, there, were, <laughs> there was a game where there was a May on both enemy sides, so there was just like walls of ice to get oh, through um, on both sides. So that was just uh, that was insane. I was playing Call of Duty, uh, um, Soldier 76, for those people that don't know. Yeah, I was playing Call of Duty, and um, I had to get through two yeah. ice walls just to try and, like, do anything, you know. So, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But uh, overall, pretty good. And um, for those people that are waiting for anticipation, I got placed waiting, rank one seven one three. So I'm in the seventeen hundreds. That's right. I am smack bang mid silver. What the everybody. fuck, man? That's awesome. Yep. Uh, you've you've uh, landed square in the middle of the ladder, ready to climb all your way to platinum six or platinum one. Platinum one, exactly right. Platinum. So I did. I did start a bit of a climb. Um, I did go. I did win one game and then lose one game after my placements, but. After playing about three hours of Overwatch, I decided that I needed to have a bit of a break. So, not too much progress on that <laughs> front. It. Not too much progress on that front. Um, afterwards, I did decide to go play some Heroes. Some Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really brings me to my biggest frustration for this week, Joey. I think you know what it is. What is it? What, what was happening? It certainly has nothing to do with your, your brand new computer, that's for sure. No, it has nothing to do with the brand new build that I did. At all. So, this week, I found out that Heroes of the Storm is literally one of the worst software engineering graphics bullshit 
I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. I just, I, I couldn't believe the solution I, I, that we I don't came have up anything... with. I have no defense. Mm. <laughs> have no, so, so I have everybody, no, I have no written defense. I've, the defense rests. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should rest over there. Defense. Um, no. Yep. So what happened is that I bought a brand new computer on a brand new build. You know, ready to play some Heroes, ready to play some Blizzard games, and I go to play Heroes of the Storm. Lo and behold, I have a brand spanking new graphics card. You know. Uh, top of the line from the previous series, so it should be good. Everything should be well. Does well in all the other Blizzard games, you know. Played some Overwatch. I played some World of Warcraft and getting insane frames per second on ultra settings. Mm -hmm. I look at Heroes of the Storm, and what happens in Heroes of the Storm? I get about two frames per second. Mm. Yeah, about two, delicious lag. Yeah, delicious, delicious lag. About two frames a second. But here's the thing: not all the time. Sometimes it would go over a hundred. It would be over a hundred frames per <laughs> amazing. second. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing graphics. It should always be a hundred. <laughs> but it just randomly would go down to two and then stay there and then stay there. So, yeah. And our solution was so, basically. So, 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 firstly, how long were we up uh, trying to solve this, Eugene? Like, like, um, what several time hours. Did we go to bed? Uh, it was probably about 12, 12 30 in the morning uh, yeah. trying to like resolve this issue, doing all sorts of like changing settings, turning on and off things, you know, going into like Microsoft settings, changing like things, going into the Radeon settings, you know, changing oh, things. Oh, yeah, we're going deep in the Radeon settings. Uh, yep. we, um, we, we modified the, the voltages of the cores to make it run at certain megahertz uh -huh. we were yeah. deep in the deep in the debugging pipeline that's where we were so our <laughs> our salvation came in two parts the first one was a person who has done all the science on this it was a fantastic guide and um, basically told us that we need to make our graphics cards run slower yep yep so so for everyone that wants to play Heroes of the Storm on high settings, you basically have to lower your graphics card. Is it clock speed to 800? Correct. Yeah. So you have to just make your graphics card worse in order for Heroes to mm -hmm. run better. As soon as we did this, we saw a notable improvement in frames per second. The second part was after Joey had given up and went home. I tinkered oh, yeah. with it a little more and basically I went into the settings and changed anything that required a GPU down from high to medium or something like that and I finally got a build where it was working properly and I can just play so, smooth here to the store. I just have to ask you, Jane, are you wearing the Dolmio grin? I am, dude. The mouse, the biggest Dolmio grin you've ever seen. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, so I, I just want to mention for anybody who is listening at home, if you choose to go into your graphics card settings and change them, we are not liable for any damages to your hardware. It's very uh, difficult to do this, and well, I won't say it's difficult, but it's very risky to do this. And if you're not confident in your own technical abilities, um, you might actually damage your system by messing messing with stuff in in these menus. So definitely, if you're not confident, take it to a shop before you try and do it yourself. If you don't mind, or if you're doing it to your friend's machine like I was, uh, feel free to go ahead. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> wise, wise words to anybody. Wise words to anybody. Please make sure that you guys take the necessary precautions before trying anything that we uh, that we might say on this podcast. Um, so, a couple of other things that have been happening to me is um, I've recently discovered that there are two decks in Hearthstone coming out of the most recent expansion that are just absolutely broken. Joey, have I you... was disgusted, but I, I was disgusted by watching this. I was yeah. like, <laughs> "I'm like, what's the point of this build? Are you dude to die?" And then, bam! I was like, "Holy crap! It's amazing! <laughs> what the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah. So, so, what Joey's referring to is the Taunt Druid um, new deck that's really coming up, and there is recently. There's also been a Disguised Toast variant. If uh, nobody's uh, familiar with Disguised Toast, he's a popular. YouTuber and pretty much like Hearthstone scientist at this point, but um, the whole idea is that you run these really powerful taunt cards, so you can, um, for one, store the game, gain health, clear the board with all these different ones like Rotten Apple Bomb and the um, and the Abomination that does board clear, um, as well as some oh, other yeah. yeah some other um, you know easy taunts for druids to get. But the key to this is Hadronox, which is just absolutely disgusting. And the fact that not only can you get one, but because of Witching Hour, you can just resurrect mm -hmm. your Hadronox uh, twice. So you get the full effect of your taunts up to four times in a single game. So, so let me just point out, when Eugene drew Hadro, I'm like, oh man, oh man you drew a Legendary, it's Hadro, yeah, play him, play him, play him. And, you know... Like the like the mighty samurai, he's like, ah, not yet, Joey. And I'm like, what the hell? You got hatred, man. You, you, the guy's weak. You can just you can just screw him. Like like just launch you launch into legendaries and and start you know messing him up. And I wasn't prepared. Like I was I was literally the heroes storming burning crusade and Illidan's looking at me with utter disdain, saying I'm not prepared because holy crap, I was not ready for this. Yep. Yeah, Joey was not ready for the crazy distance. I wasn't here. ready. And for anyone that, that doesn't do it, um, there are a lot of deck lists hanging around. You can go to uh, some of the popular um, some of the popular Hearthstone websites uh, to go grab a deck list. But as soon as you can, get that taunt druid, get all the taunts. The only legendary that you need is Hadronox. Most of the other ones are most of the other ones are replaceable uh lich king in particular is also not too bad for this one but it's a very cheap deck but a very fun deck i have to say i have to say very fun very fun so, and the the, the hadro finisher is just it's just mm. Mm. it is yep beautiful. a strawberry on top of your pavlova it, it just has to be there it's awesome mm -hmm. um so man that's me that's a, that's a long one i've been doing a lot of things this week what, what are you been what have you been doing not much, not much. So I will say that um, I was. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, I've decided to play Overwatch on uh, Nightmare Mode, and I actually got placed <laughs> at Elo Seven Hundred. Oh, damn, dude! But uh, unfortunately, um, due to a string of bad luck and poor choices. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've tanked my Elo down to 590. So, oh no! Essentially, if you can imagine, if you can imagine Dante's Inferno of Elo, <laughs> and uh, Dante's Inferno, for those who don't know, it's like a a long poem. It's like this multi-layered vision of hell. 
I'm right down level nine-ish of Dante's Inferno. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> yeah. right in there. You're right down there. You are in the bottom in the pits. My teammates just stand around. It's so funny. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I just stand there and because they're typing at each other angrily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so good. Oh, this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Elo 590. I, I was one game on Pharaoh on Valskaya on attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who don't know, there's this little platform that goes around. And it takes you from about point A to point B. But it takes you sort of around the back way. So I'm on Pharaoh and I I, I sit on the point And I've, I, whenever I play Overwatch, I've got this uh, romantic French music playing. Because um, I find it funny. I, I, I also like accordions. Uh-huh. So this romantic French music's playing, and I'm just sitting there. Hmm, I like this croissant, and <laughs> I float all the way to the point, hop off, capture the point. Meanwhile, where's the enemy team while I'm capturing point B? The enemy team's off spawn camping my team, and nobody <laughs> thinks to go back and find me. <laughs> so you literally like, just capture the point <laughs> for free. What myself? while listening to romantic French music like just chilling out in the back <laughs> and, uh, oh man but the real like rock, but, but the real rocking backwards and forwards slowly is that we lost that game <laughs> oh no because that was you... only round one. Oh, it was only round one. Oh my god <laughs> I'm sorry man I'm so sorry that's okay I'm having fun. I'm having fun, and 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 that's the main thing. You have to have fun. Yeah, you do have to have fun. That is the main <laughs> thing. That is the main thing. I I absolutely agree. As long as you're having a good time, then I think it's uh, totally fine, man. Mm. Anyway, in other news, I decided to do my heroes placements, which is pretty pretty cool. Hey, yeah, cool, cool. Tell me about them. Um. So basically, silver is like. I forgot how different a beast it was to esports. Mm. Yep, yep. <laughs> the games are way funnier. <laughs> so, all right. So we're on towers. We're on towers of doom, and um, we have a variant on our team. And I'm playing. Who am I playing? Sonya. So I'm off tanking for him. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Varian, he just he wants bot. Bot lane, like he's like, bot lane for Azeroth, and it just just charges down bot lane all day, killing dudes, and you know he's hyper focused bot lane. You know, first the first three phase, the the three altar phase uh, spawns, variants there, yeah, towers are mine. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it sounds like a crazy fanatic for the all... uh, bot lane control, huh? He wanted that bot lane. He was like, my bot lane, <laughs> was holding it with iron fists. Um, and honestly, that won us the game. Yeah, I can <laughs> like, I can imagine. Like, cause, cause he he took the bot lane tower and then, uh, sometime during I think second phase, because he didn't help us at all first two phases and people were like ty- typing angrily and, sh- uh, and shit at him and he just didn't care. He just kept wailing on bot lane and big. And basically. That taking of bot lane refocused the enemy's attention onto uh, onto the bot lane bell tower, so we traded instantly for top, and then we're always trading the tower on, on the on the aggressive. Mm. 
Um, and basically, it was that decision to uh, hyper-focus bot lane on, obviously, what was a skilled Varian, um, which just, yeah, just won us the game. I, I, there's there's no other way to say it. You just destroyed it. Yeah, man. Um, um, I was going to say, that is a very popular strategy, though. And um, it's... I'm not sure if uh, a lot of the esports that you're watching at the moment is is running a lot of towers of doom, but the the bot lane control is a, a very like coveted strategy for it. So Varian was having the right idea, but I think he was just taking it to the extreme. <laughs> oh man, he was taking he was next level. He, mm -hmm. he wanted that bot lane. That. Yeah, well, he's probably <laughs> he's probably just another esports uh, esports dude like us, man, and um, just knows that the bot lane yeah. control is what wins games because it does. Well, yeah, but I've never seen it to that degree. Like normally in the esports uh, league, you've got the um, camps going everywhere all the time. Mm, yeah, right. So I just forget the effect of camps that it has on the macro strategy. Because in silver, you you never have camps. Like camps are like a bonus every now and then. You sometimes see on the maps like, oh man, someone took a camp. It's amazing. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and obviously in silver, like. No Nobody's worked at any timing, so when you do the when you do the cheesy strat, it's like it's way more powerful, and and you can see why it's this sort of feeds up into esports. Yeah, right, right. So you can see where like the people get it from esports, but sort of just keep it as their yeah, proper absolutely. sort of cheese thing. Yeah. So so the next game I played was um, <laughs> that was a massive troll. That was a massive troll fest. This guy did not want to heal at all, uh -huh. which was. So funny, <laughs> and he said, "Um, it was Battlefield for us for eternity." And he said, "I'm gonna quit after the first immortal if we don't win." I'm like, oh god! Um, yeah, yeah we sounds like it was super... a fifteen. It was a fifteen-minute game. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I guess that guy didn't quit after the first one. The no, the the lesson of this game is never give up, even if it looks like your team is just like gonna be shitters all day. Just. Mm -hmm. Just go for it, man. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> the worst you can do is lose. I think I think you just come in with a positive attitude. Just be like, yeah, no, we're going to do this. And, and I think it's going to work out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Troll or no troll? Uh, the, the, the other three games, they weren't particularly interesting. I, have, I had two wins and one loss other than that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I just had a good time playing. Like, I just... Yeah, man. That's good I to am hear, you know? It's halfway ranked. And, yeah. And like f having four wins and one loss on my belt, I'm I'm looking to be be placed in uh, solid silver, sterling silver. Yeah, man, that that that'll be good. <laughs> Maybe you can get placed in silver four or three this time. Ah, I doubt it. I'm um I yeah. I have not improved. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, well. Although I can see, I can I can see how bad I am now. Like I'm like, oh yeah. That's what I'm doing wrong. Mm. And I, I will say, I, I took away from um, esports at home last week, and I did play Mafurian on Volskaya, and I used him as a zoning weapon, uh, mm -hmm. g grabbing the point, and that was highly successful. Yeah, and, right, uh, right. Good. It was a very stressful game as well. It was, it, it was really tense. I was like, oh mm -hmm. man, we're going to win. We're going to lose. No. <laughs> yeah. It's always a stressful game with Malfurion as well, because you never really know if, you're like, if your W is going to heal for enough. Like, because it obviously yes. changes, like, depending on the state of the game. Like, 
you know your level one heal is going to be different to your level 20 heal and then all the way in between so you're just always sort of praying that like, that's if yeah that's not counting um the the moon fires you might you may or may not be hitting oh yeah very true yeah that's if you like actually hit the moon fire in the first place <laughs> And then, mm -hmm. you know, manage to get the roots down in time to do anything effective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Well, I think um, that might head us over straight into some Heroes Esports news, yeah? Yep, let's go Heroes Esports. Alright, well, um, so this week in Heroes Esports, it was week 10 um, of this particular phase. Um, which means that yes. the clashes are around the corner. Um, I think this is yeah. I think it's a really interesting time, man, because um, we get to really see what happens when um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the different teams are, are doing stuff. You know, so there is um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of crazy and cool things that are happening and. Um, obviously as well after this is the very very coveted um, playoffs so people that get to go to the mid-season brawl but also there's the crucible which is another mid-season brawl yeah there's also the crucible which I don't know I have some opinions about I just I don't know if I like them or not um, I know this is like a little be more. yeah a little off topic but um Obviously, when you're in like a Heroes eSports setting, and I remember, I remember starting this with uh, League of Legends when they introduced their league, is that you know they wanted the competitive scene to stay really competitive. So for for those Absolutely. people, yeah, well, for those people that don't know, or if you don't, we know that the Crucible is that the bottom two teams at the end have to fight to keep their position in the HGC. Relegates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, relegated is the League of Legends term. We call it the Crucible here in uh, in <laughs> in Blizzard Heroes. Um, but I always <laughs> there's always like this uh, I don't know this thing about it. It never really seems um, fair. It never really seems good that um, that playing a game could determine whether or not you you get paid. Or determine whether or not you have a job. Yeah, no, I can definitely see. So, is the crucible held between teams? Like, is there like a master team coming up and like the yes. pro team coming down? Or yeah, yeah, it... that's exactly right. Oh wow, really? Well, you know, Leak actually changed that recently because they now have a thing where um, the teams are just the teams, and they can rotate in players or rotate out players. Oh right, right. They no, don't no. have. Yeah. They they took out the um so 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 right games actually agrees with you because because they took out the idea that someone could stop being paid just because they're not good enough at a video game. Yeah right. Well, it's it, it causes a lot of drama, a lot of controversy, but I like it in the fact. Yeah, that, no, I can it, see it. Yeah, I like it in the fact, and I agree with the philosophy behind it that it's it's there to keep it competitive. Like if Heroes Esports wasn't competitive. Mm. If there wasn't, you know, interesting games that were going on or really competitive and exciting games happening, I would just stop watching, right? Like, you know, there'd be Absolutely. no reason for me to watch. But at the same time, I just, I can't help but think that someone is, you know, probably not going to be able to do things that they normally would because they had a bad day or, or you know, or lost at a video game. And I think it, 
I have to sort of get that mentality out is that it comes with the territory. Like these guys are professionals and it's like every other sport, you know? Well, there's, so there's two points I'd like to add on here. Um, because mm. esports is different to sport in a few key uh, factors. And one is the players each have their own culture of personality. Mm, right. So, like, for instance, you've always got your, um, for, for Australian cr- cricket fans, your Shane Warnes. Or, like, you know, this, this big name, Warnie. Well, and esports sort of has the same thing, but um, with the, the more decentralized economy that esports has, has it's much easier for your favorite player to be supported through um community efforts such as twitch or youtube um, oh, yeah, very true. which doesn't exist in professional sports yeah you're right you're right the other thing that i would actually like to see is um and so far as um labor issues go because I, I i actually fully agree people shouldn't lose their job because they couldn't play video game um Something like something to do with like player contracts, but um, it, it'd be with the team and the player, such that the team has a contract with the player and the team agrees to play the player for a set period of time, such that a single bad day won't completely destroy your income. Mm, yeah, very true. I uh, I tend to agree with that type of model, man. Like, I just I I honestly I, so I think that. As much as I hate to say it, like the right games model is actually something that Blizzard should be looking at trying to adapt. Um, yeah, because it yeah. just it just seems like it's like the right way to go here. But I mean, it's not going to change right now. I mean, and... also the, the the other thing is like if you make your players as comfortable as possible, because in Korea they've had you know boot camps for ages where you basically live in a dormitory all your life uh, playing video games and like you're looked after. Um, and all you have to do is get better at the video game. So, so like they're, they're investing resources in you to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a company, like if you look at these teams, like companies, if, if companies are investing resources into this player, it doesn't make sense to suddenly stop paying them because yeah, right. then you're, you're cutting off your investment. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly true. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose like some of that investment is because of sponsors as well. So like, I think the reason why teams sort of disappear and dissipate is that the sponsors, if you're not getting, you know, screen time, the sponsors aren't really getting the mm-hmm. value for money either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I feel that's just another sort of um, take on it. I do, I do agree with your, uh, with your statement though, is that these people are, you know, spending money and time on these players so it it you know you really should be getting the most out of your investment of this person trying to play for you right like i don't really see yeah absolutely yeah i don't really see much sense in doing that but um yeah like like, you know like i was saying it's it's gonna happen and at the end of the day we get a few extra games of heroes to have a look at and you know see people that are truly truly playing um you know the best that they possibly can you know like yeah, I think and it's, if you I think it's if you at home, uh, I think if you at home are particularly concerned about this in terms in the perspective of somebody suddenly stops getting paid or whatever, what I would say to you is 
go to Twitch, go to your favorite um, Heroes Esports guy. If you like him, you, li you like what he does, you like how he plays, and you like how he's giving to the community, you know, streaming his games and whatever, um, consider donating because uh, these guys are human in the end and they go through their ups and downs, but mm. um, getting a getting a $2 donation or a, or a subscription, it always brings a smile to your face. Mm. It always does help and you know like i watch a lot of streamers and most of them are like you know pro players and people that just do that for a living and you know every every dollar does count for them you know like every everything does count so mm. i i just i absolutely agree with you man like if if you do see people you know that you know, that that you, that you enjoy and i would consider i'd seriously consider giving them a donation um for your time if you get value from what they do or some entertainment at the very least absolutely mm. absolutely all right, man. Well, so into the games? Yeah, yeah, into the games. Um, so this week in uh, North America, uh, I've just decided that I'm doing North America, you're doing Europe, um, is uh, <laughs> is uh, uh, I'm seeing a lot of the same uh, pick uh, pick rates and uh, and ban rates, dude. There's still there's still a lot of focus on uh, on banning Medivh. Um, yep. And the one thing that I will say that it is just an absolute constant, as much as like you didn't see it last week, is uh, is Garrosh is still around, dude, and he is just an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garrosh is there. He is. He is just tearing <laughs> it up, and like that's that's all. That, that dude is say. a force of nature. Yeah, he is an absolute force of nature. He's a force of nature. The one thing that I will say as well that is making a bit of more of a surge in A is um, is Thrall's actually sort of making a bit of a splash, dude. Um, I saw that too. It's very interesting. He's been doing really well in Europe. Mm, yeah, yeah. We're, well, well, maybe we'll maybe have a more talk about him later. But basically, my question, <laughs> my question, uh, which I'll you know we'll talk about later, is. Why the hell haven't we seen him before this? So, yeah, <laughs> that's a question. We'll talk about that later. I have to tell you though. Yeah, absolutely. I was watching uh, some heroes this week, and there was a particular series that I would recommend to everybody to go watch, and that was Team Twelve versus No Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Joey, this was one of the most insane turnarounds most insane series I've ever like that I've seen in a little while. What happened? So that um I knew that I was in for a good series when um the first two maps um was uh they were one one after the first two games. So they went on um I think, I think it was Dragonshire and um uh -huh. and one of the other maps I forget. But the one that was that was crazy, the one that Tom might have, the one that made me think, oh man, I have to talk about this, is their, yeah. <laughs> their uh, Towers of Doom map. Towers of Doom map, sorry. And oh my god, Towers of Doom, this Towers of Doom game was honestly the best thing that you will ever see in like Heroes of the Storm right now. I'm just saying, I know there's a lot of good mm -hmm. stuff going on, I know there's a lot of good stuff, but I was on the edge of my seat, <laughs> I was, you know... I was on the edge of my seat for some part. I was laid back going, oh God, is this over for one part? Like it was just all yeah, these things yeah. all in one. So the first one that sort of got me interested is that Team 12, right? Mm -hmm. 
they they had one of the most bizarre picks and one that I know that you're personally gonna like, Joey. They picked it was the, it? the Vikings. <laughs> the fucking Vikings, awesome! Yeah, dude. Yeah, along with the Vikings. Vikings on Towers of Doom, and oh man, I just oh man. Yeah, they pick they pick Vikings on tower on Towers of Doom. Not a bad Vikings map, right? Specifically because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Specifically because they can run that bot lane control strategy with the Vikings, right? So. You, what you have is mm-hmm. that you have uh, four people go bot lane, and then the Vikings soak the middle, the the top two. Amazing. Yep. So, and obviously, yeah, um, obviously, it was Goku, which is Goku um, is another one of those crazy, crazy players. He's the um, he's usually the solo laner for Team Twelve, and was a solo laner for some. Um, I believe it was uh, Roll Twenty uh, last last year, and um yep, yep yep yeah he is just an absolute insane player i i he's one of my favorite players i have to say and he played one of the craziest vikings games ever so let's just say the vikings play basically saved mm-hmm. the game and won the game for them <laughs> oh jesus yeah so like all right as a draft they had vikings they had mm-hmm. garrosh they mm-hmm. had Stukov, all right, mm-hmm. shock horror, uh, and then a Tass Tracer. <laughs> a Stukov, oh my god. Yeah, I know, a Sorry. Garrosh and a Stukov, who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then a Tass Tracer. Must be a hidden strat. Yeah. Tass Tracer. Oh, yeah, no, I like Tass Tracer. I like that. Yeah, so the problem is, is that um, Tracer's had some um, some recent changes, man, so... you. You probably know this, but she's now like more of a consistent like auto attacker rather than a burst damage, and um, and that was really sort yeah. of hit her because the opposing team um, had a bunch of people that couldn't really be killed very much by pulse bomb, and by tracer in general, because um, she would be locked down pretty easily. So um, so yeah. Well, no. to be fair, with that team comp, with that team comp, they don't really have anyone to dive with tracer either. No. Like. Because I, I think um, Anubarak works much better as a tank for Tracer because what Tracer wants to do is she wants to jump in, drop a pulse bomb, and E out. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- the, of course, the danger is when you're jumping in, um, you're just going to get you know mouth rooted and blaze fucking charged and Hanzo arrowed and <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not fun of, to, to like jump into stuff. most comps. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so normally you want you you want a tank going I'm big and scary like. As you're jumping in, mm. yep, yep. And I, I feel like Garrosh doesn't have uh, the the dwarf toss ability, basically. Mm, right, right. Actually, it may not have been Garrosh. I forget who it was. Hmm. Hang on. But, but no, yeah, I actually would. Actually, no, it was Stitches. That's who it was. Garrosh was on the other oh, team. Stitches pulls the bitches. Yeah, Stitches does pull the bitches, and um. <laughs> Yeah, so the enemy team had a Garrosh, Garrosh, Maiev, Chen, Phoenix, and Malfurion. So basically, there was almost nobody on the enemy team that Tracer could get like a good kill on. And that's basically what was happening, is that basically the I night... mean, like, maybe maybe Phoenix with a pulse bomb, but like, that's it. Nah, Phoenix I, can... I don't see Phoenix becomes go. immune when he, um, when he warps, so the pulse bomb wouldn't do anything yeah. at all. 
Um, anyway, so we'll basically, Joey, this game was the the Vikings nightmare. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a lot of games look like the Vikings nightmare. When well, you this is the true Vikings nightmare, where as Vikings, your your plan is to double soak while your foreman does you know does a bully on the bottom lane. But you know mm-hmm. what happened was the bully on the bottom lane just wasn't happening. That's no good. No, no, it was <laughs> no, it was no good at all. But I have to say, they the vikings they were doing the best that they could like these vikings were going around they were soaking both lanes they weren't getting picked off as much they were getting picked off a little bit by the chen um doing the double soak Mm -hmm. man i think all in all in the match there are about five times when goku snuck a sneaky turn in um for the cannon shots like he was just all up in the business like just making sure that if somebody wasn't there that he was there trying to get as many channels as he could and basically yeah. just like just got all sneaking the... in with Eric. Yes. Just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm invisible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He was sneaking everywhere with these Vikings, getting into all the nooks and crannies and just hiding and uh... finding the secret turn ins while everyone was distracted. Like I don't know how many times that um that they were having a team fight. And then all of a sudden, one of the Vikings would just go cap the point while everybody was distracted. That happened like so many times, and it That's was fantastic. just it was just so nuts. And Goku deserves a lot of praise for his efforts. Um, yeah, and, he definitely does. Yeah, and dude, it was honestly just the best game I've seen in a long time. So I'd recommend that everyone go see it. I reckon you should go watch it as soon as you, as soon as we finish, as soon as we finish, we should watch it. And yeah, <laughs> and I'm see, gonna, I'm gonna see this amazing play. Um, so yeah, well, dude, that's what's happening in NA. That was some of the crazy games uh, and some of the normal picks and stuff. What's happening over on the Europe side? Right, so I did a deep dive on Tricked versus Zealots um, mm-hmm. on their series. Yep, yep. It was a good series. Um, I I had a lot of fun watching it. I'm you're not gonna not gonna mince words about that. And I learned a lot of stuff about like because during picks and bands what i do is i i sort of pause the i pause the stream for a bit and say all right what would i do and i just saw a lot of interesting picks and counter picks so for one mm. phoenix was instapicked every game phoenix like so he he underwent some nerfs recently right but like yeah. they, they were secretly just not nerfs like they were just secretly yeah. fine so i can understand yeah. that like that phoenix is all up in everyone's business same in na anyway keep going they they modified bunker they modified bunker health by five hit points yeah <laughs> <laughs> of, of course <laughs> phoenix still as powerful as ever <laughs> now the interesting thing i saw was a stukov pick into blaze and I'm like, why would you pick Stukov into Blaze? And, well, yeah, there were other heroes as well, but I just wanted to see, I just wanted to focus on Stukov into Blaze. Like, I want to pick a healer for this team, and I picked Stukov, why? Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, Malfurion was taken. <laughs> oh, <not> really? <laughs> you didn't go that is Malfurion picked? <laughs> um, but I realized, you pick Stukov into Blaze... To stop his healing. 
Mm-hmm. How? You put down the silence, and then and then Blaze is like on fire and whatever. But he's but then you silence him, and then you've just got a big old tank who's you know walking around unable to charge or run away, and he gets melted. Oh really? Is is that what you were saying that that that, that they were doing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so and, and so that was a, uh, that was an interesting pick band phase because I was like, ah. Mm. So I do and, have and a, I other... do have a question yep. about that though. Um, could it also be oh. because of the swipe or massive shove? Is that a good counter engage for any blaze that's sort of charging in on you? It's too quick. It's too quick. So. Yeah, if the blaze charges too quick. You'd have to completely predict it to to massive shove it away. Oh no, I mean you're on the back line. You're not the one getting uh, charged. Oh yeah. Oh, so, sorry to say. Yeah, I yeah. did see. Um, I did. I did have a stuke of MVP play here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was actually a massive shove as well. Oh really? So, yeah, <laughs> so funny. Uh, Trick versus Zelt game one Sky Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they were fighting over the bottom tower. It was a, it was a second point. And what happened was everyone sort of piled in. The ulti started coming in. Ulti, ulti, ulti. Raw, massive damage. Mm. Um, Phoenix was trapped inside of my Ev cage, and Diablo was walking up to um, get in between Phoenix and his obvious route of escape. Yep, yep, right to so, get the body block. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Stukov had a had a silence field inside the cage, so nobody was using abilities inside the cage, and I thought that was a great shutdown mm. of my Ev's ulti. Yep, yep. And so Phoenix warps out of Stukov's and uh, warps out of my Ev's cage, and Diablo's walking up, and he's about to like do his fire stomp. So he does his fire stomp, does a big old swipe. I charge is obviously on cooldown, mm-hmm. and Stukov. Basically, Phoenix at this stage had like you know five hit points. Stukov massive shoves Diablo out of the way, and Phoenix just walks up, walks off. He actually, he he actually like uh, juked a juked a fire thing as well because he was about to die. I'm from about the fire to die from the for the Diablo fire. Yeah. <laughs> from the hell fires, um, yeah. But no, that that was seriously Stukov MVP. I was like, holy crap, because like the only reason anybody lived through that was it was yeah, all Stukov. Man. It was all Stukov. <laughs> Like Phoenix was mm. Phoenix was like dead to rights, and yeah, he was, yep. was dead to rights. Man, Absolutely. just got to hit, so, just gotta hit so those good massive shoves. Yeah, so Stukov was was really came into his own that game, but I just wanted to say that the, so it was um, Zealots on the non sorry Zealots was on the Phoenix team and Trick was on the was on the non Phoenix team. Sorry. Yep, yep. <laughs> Distinguished teams these days. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that. So Zealots, um, they were getting a lot of early value out of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So um, First Blood went to Fe- went to Phoenix. Um, basically, a lot of juking and back and forth, and then it, it just ended up Diablo couldn't get away, and Phoenix like hunted him down like the dog he was. <laughs> and then <laughs> later on in the game, Phoenix got a one v one with Hanzo, so like they were up two zero. Right, right. And then there was a turnaround. And then there was a turnaround. Oh my god! What? So they were two zero down. Yeah, two zero down, and they, and they, and they turned around. Uh, two zero down, and they lost two. Um, they only had one out of three temples. 
Well, okay. So see, so so they were looking pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, now, what was the turnaround? So basically, I have a list here of called Phoenix Counterplay One Hundred and One. Because uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching this game, it was literally tricked. Just learned what Phoenix was gonna do. And just counted them every freaking time. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So, um, is, is is this something that we that we might want to look at at home? Uh, no, absolutely. But I I think um, maybe this sort of level is a bit too much. Um, oh, right. Like it's right. a bit too much coordination. Like yeah, like you, you sure. can't do it all by yourself. Right, right. Well, well, but tell I, us I, tell us how they did it, man. What what did they, what did they do? What, what's this like so magical like every, Phoenix counter? Every every fight started off with this, and it was a long, long range stun with Hanzo, number one, mm -hmm. followed up immediately by Diablo just charges into the face. So so Diablo just charge into the wall, generally like Phoenix was ha hanging around a wall because he wanted to get the warp out, mm -hmm. but he wouldn't get the warp out because Diablo would um, obviously, obviously stack the stun. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. Now, after Diablo stacked the stun, Maev jumps in, and she does a pull on Phoenix. Yep. Followed closely by Diablo Flip. Now, like, Phoenix is only dead around number three. But if he's not, Diablo then flips. And then Blaze comes in. And then, if anybody's still alive, Mafurian has, like, still has his roots left. Oh, my God. So it's just, like, complete lockdown on Phoenix every freaking time. And the reason there was so much lockdown on Phoenix is because uh, Zealots was running... Ambassador and Stukov, so they were double supporting. Right. So as soon as you get rid of the hyper carry, as soon as you get rid of the hyper carry, um, their whole team comp falls apart. Mm, it really does. In yeah. fact, in fact, the first kill they got on Phoenix, they immediately took boss. Just one one hero dead, bam, Im immediate boss. Oh wow! So they they really did pick it on what the team was hitting for, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and every game after this, every game after this, Diablo was banned. <laughs> Every game after they that, well, I mean, I guess now. they, I guess they learned the lesson, you know. And like I was saying last time, people just like disrespect the Diablo man. I just, I they can't, do. I don't understand why. Especially after level sixteen, where he can charge, flip, charge, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's anyway. crazy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I just want to tell you about the game winner on this one. So, so Tricked mm. was taking top temple. Mm -hmm. And Zelts were funneling in to 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 aggress because they that they needed the top temple because they were sort of uh, starting to lose. They're like they were feeling the domino falling against them. Yeah, right. And basically, here was the he was the sequence of events. Um, so Blaze is like, "Ooh, I'm blues. Ooh, scary." Mm -hmm. And Blaze stunned three with his charge. Yeah, that's that's a and good this charge. this let Hanzo's arrow hit, and then it was like all over. Because as soon as the Hanzo arrow hit, Apocalypse, bam. So it was like... Oh my god. Hanzo, Apocalypse, Blaze, and then Maev jumps in, tethers the entire thing, team wipe. Wow. That sounds like poetry in motion, the wombo combos. <laughs> it's poetry in motion, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine if we could do something like that? Can you just imagine? I... No. <laughs> uh, although, I, I, I will say, I, I just wanted to say... Um, so, by the way, to viewers at home, Hanzo and, and Genji are the anime brothers. So, if you hear me talking about the anime brothers, I'm talking about Hanzo and Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
So, in the very next pick band phase, Phoenix was countered by the Anime Brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Anime Brothers. Anime and Brothers. I could see it. I, I could see exactly what they were doing. Obviously, obviously Diablo's banned. Because it's yeah, not yeah. Because they don't want to. Them. Yep. So the idea behind this comp was that um, Phoenix is going to sit around and I have returned. And Blaze and Anubarak, like, they rush in and they are sort of they get the spikies and they get the charge and it's like and like everything starts going crazy yep yep and the hanzo walk goes off at the same time as genji dragon blades in and it's like swipe 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 and then they're all dead right so he even picked dragon blade so, oh yeah yeah I was, and it was amazing it was like the perfect dragon blade like <laughs> it's like genji's gonna look really cool hit, hit r twice and get a team wipe yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Damn. They, they they did actually lose this game, but it wasn't. It was because Zealots learned what they were doing, and uh, they just split up more. So so, so Zealots got uh, team wiped with one big cluster, and then from that point on, they they never again they never again uh, stayed close together. Yeah, right, right. They sort of adapted. Um, that is that was a popular strategy using that if you could get you know if you could get it off like. Whenever you see a Hanzo arrow, there are just some times where it just yep. looks godly. Like, you know, yep. like simple geometry, <laughs> you know, like yeah, you get absolutely. it and it stuns like four people and you just think, oh man, uh -huh. like, why did they give Hanzo this crazy, crazy ultimate? And then other times it just whizzes on past and misses everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can imagine the what the fuck moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. Are I will say Phoenix, uh, so Phoenix actually won that game, like his, um, uh, not the Planet Cracker, the other ulti. Oh, the server. The ulti where it scans everybody and then does a, does a million yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, um, I think it's a server. That, uh, that honestly, that honestly won them the game because on Cursed Hollow, uh, Phoenix was, a was able to just basically get every curse point because he just, you know, said, <laughs> fuck off, it's my curse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Just every time. So that ultimate is just really good in a choke scenario and there's. On Cursed Hollow yep. in particular, there are a lot of different, um, a lot of different choke points, man. Like every, almost near every curse, except for some of the open ones in top and bottom, like the very top and very bottom. Mm -hmm. Even, even mm -hmm. there, there are some easy choke points, and I can like see a uh, Phoenix doing very well there, even with his, um, yeah. even like just with his basic abilities, and not even, not even his ultimate. Like, you know, just that, like, sp you know, the spinny laser is just enough to yeah. like rip through people. Oh, spinny laser is deadly, man. Mm. And, and um, Abathur totally killed it as well. He used um, some locusts, I think, to to get some key keeps and keep map control. That was a good, that was a, that was a good game to watch from him. Um... Yeah, right, right, right. So everyone should check it out. Yeah, yeah, no, check out um, Tricked vs Zealots game too. It's um, it's it's really mm. good if you want to see. Uh... So game two is good if you want to see Phoenix. Um... A tip the tip the balance of the game. Game one's good if you want to see how to counter Phoenix and how to just shut that guy down so hard. Mm. I mean, I think that is something that everybody would want to be doing, especially those of us that are playing Hero League and and um, really seeing what Phoenix is capable of. So he is might be getting through some of the pick bans in a lot of different um, mm -hmm. a lot of different games. 
and mm-hmm. maybe you can give us some insight, man. If we're playing at home and nobody bans him, or you're not banning and you think he's not OP, what what can we do to try and counter this like monster of a DPS? <laughs> so the first thing you have to see is that Phoenix is a hyper carry. So he's going to be deadly. Um, and like another hyper carry would be say Thrall or Valor. Where often it's a good idea to always kill the healer first in a team fight. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a hyper carry. And if that's a hyper carry out of position, you just have to kill them. Yep. I, I because... agree with you, man. Because <laughs> they're going to be dishing <laughs> the, out way the... too much damage, right? It's just too much damage, absolutely. And like the enemy's team fight normally falls apart once the hyper carry is killed as well. Mm. So the big thing to so the big thing to do is firstly, if you haven't picked yet, pick a hero with a shutdown. So um, Diablo or Maev or Blaze, all good all good examples of a shutdown. With Blaze. Um, remember the bunker gives you another health bar? Like, it, it, it might not seem like much, but if you're in trouble against a Phoenix, just bam, health bar. That's uh, that, that's what you need while your team's going to back you up. It'll also get rid of his um, servo ulti if anyone was, uh, anyone was yes. wondering. Yes. That's, yeah, Blaze is amazing for that. Like, that bunker, it just shuts down so many ultis. It's crazy. But does it shut down um, Kael'thas' uh, yes. power blast? Yes, it does. Oh, that's broken. Oh god, that's <laughs> that actually makes me a bit dirty. <laughs> yep. Yep, it shuts down pretty much everything. Um the bunker will still get hit with the pyroblast, but it won't be you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So th- really think about how you're gonna shut this guy down. So if you're pl- if you wanna play support, um play Anna. Because or play Anna or Mouth because the sleep mechanic or the roots mechanic Especially the sleep mechanic, I think. The sleep mechanic is going to be Phoenix's undoing. Because if Phoenix is asleep, and your team just starts jumping on him with a, with a gray mane or, or a giant leeming or, or, or an ulti, he, he doesn't have that much health. That's the thing. Mm. <laughs> like, it seems like he's got infinite health when he's ahead of you. I agree. But when you're even slightly ahead, it's just like he just pops, bam, he's just gone every time. Yeah right. So right. if Phoenix is at, if if Phoenix is ahead of you, um, play the map, soak your lanes, get your camps, and try not to die in team fights. If Phoenix is behind you, it's all about that shutdown. So um, definitely learn how to use Hunter Ulti from <laughs> long distance because <laughs> uh-huh. I Hunter Ulti that was just like kryptonite to Phoenix. <laughs> The games I was yeah, right. <laughs> just so just another reason time. to play some of the Anime Brothers. Oh, uh, Anime Brothers, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I, th- I reckon Diablo is the Phoenix counter pick because mm-hmm. there was there was just there's enough depositioning tools that Diablo has that really hurts Phoenix playstyle. Yeah, right, right. I can, I can, uh, do, like I can Stitches, just imagine. Stitches does pull the bitches, but then Phoenix warps out because he ain't no one's bitch. So yeah, that's, <laughs> I know. Well, th- that's 
that's pretty much exactly what was happening in that game that I mentioned, the Team 12 versus, um, versus No Tomorrow. Like, yeah. Stitches was looking him, but then Phoenix was just saying, well, see you later, man. I'm just going to go yeah. over here now. And, yeah. Phoenix is, Phoenix is like the girl who, who, who just gives you, like, the wrong number. Mm. Yep. Like, you, you pull the bitch and then not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, oh. Yeah, make, make, sure you, make sure you have a doubled up, um, like, somehow. Like, coordinate with the team if you have to. But make sure you have a doubled up um, shutdown because he will warp out. That's just one of his mechanics. It, that's considered a fair mechanic. So, understand that there is a warp, that you have to shut it down, and then you have to shut it down again, and then he's dead. Well, what's he going to do? Mm, right, right. So, for, from what I'm hearing, man, the the way that you decided to counter Phoenix is pick people that have sort of like some heavy displacement. So, when he does um, yes. blink away, or when he does get away, it's very easy to get him back to where you want him. So... I would even I would even consider something like Junkrat as well if that was the case. Um, actually, um, I reckon a hard cheese counter to him would be Stitches Junk. Mm, yeah, right. So um, Stitches pulls him in, and then he and then he's on he's on a Junkrat mine. He just whoop, yeah, flips right. over somewhere else. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, but as far as team comp, don't be afraid to spend resources on countering Phoenix because. If your enemy team is revolving their ray, their play around a phoenix, as in they've got tanks, healers, and phoenix, um, their t their team falls apart without phoenix. Mm, yep, yep. Which is it? It's not really something that you would see too often in your home games, but the fact that there is a phoenix or a hyper carry on the enemy team requires some attention and from your drafts. It requires some attention from yeah. the, from the people that you're picking because it's it's not just about how well you can play it's about making sure that you have the tools to be able to deal with it and i think i think you just gave some solid advice man i think it's just you know it's something that so. i'm definitely going to try out i know that i'm that at least in my league i don't think anyone's banning diablo and it's one of my one of my favorites to play so i uh, love me some kaiju and uh i think i think i might just pick it up <laughs> kaiju. And, yeah some yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, not Godzilla. Um, when I uh, yeah, when I see some Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess um, stitches may get the bitches, but Dibbles does the nibbles. <laughs> yeah, he does the nibbles. And I guess Phoenix is a Phoenix is a cookie, and so Dibbles does the nibbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's where that's going. <laughs> yeah, best analogy, best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, one thing that I did want to bring up um, just before we we recorded, I uh, I saw something interesting when I was looking um, over at some Overwatch esports. Is that uh, what's going on in Overwatch? Well, man. So apparently, in this particular um, part of the Overwatch League, um, I did watch the finals a little while ago, and I haven't really been back since. But Boston Uprising. On a ten, Boston Uprising. Yeah, on a 10-game win streak, apparently. 10 games? Yeah. So, man, apparently they've just been killing it over in the Overwatch League. And you know what? After doing my placements, after really seeing what competitive Overwatch is going to be like, I think I might be tuning into some more and seeing how these guys are doing. 
like, like you're like ten games, like right, like not ten rounds, ten games. <laughs> what the shit? Yeah, I know. Are these guys unstoppable? Like, like what are they? Yeah, like, I, are they gods? Yeah, they must be. They must be, man. Because I don't know. They they're just killing everyone, even the Koreans. You know. Even the Koreans. Are they, are they Korean though? Um, possibly. I'm not quite sure about the roster. Okay. I'm not quite sure about All the right. roster. What the hell? Ten games. That's incredible. Mm. Yep, yep. So, you know... Um, it's crazy. Yeah, so as far as, like, Overwatch Esports is concerned, and I think the one thing that Boston Uprising um, might have, because this is sort of, like, the linchpin of a lot of the successful teams, is a really good a attack. And from, mm -hmm. what I, from what I can tell... Um, is that in order to have a good attack, you need to have a good Genji. Mm -hmm. um, I call it, uh, what do I call it? Like battling seizure robots cam is, um, is when they, <laughs> is when they show the, the Genji dragon blade. <laughs> and the first time you see it, it's cool, right? Because, uh, you know, he says, yeah. you know, anime, anime. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, slashing, and then you just see, like, you know, a whole bunch of, like, kill feeds and Genji, like, yeah, yeah, sw yeah. swinging his sword and dashing everywhere. And the the crazy yeah. part is that whenever I do it as Genji, I, like, kill maybe, like, two, mm. two people. And then I'm like, I'm the best Genji ever. But then these guys, <laughs> like, they pop, they pop Dragon Blade, and then they instantaneously know the location of everyone on the enemy team and just kill all of them. Oh, dude, they, they have map hacks in their head, I, I swear to God. Yeah, like, I don't know how they can instantaneously know, like, and be in range of everybody that, that quickly. It's just, oh man, it seems so crazy. <laughs> it's just mega anime alts going everywhere. Mm, yep, yep. Speaking of, speaking of which, do, do you see much um, Hanzo in the in the overall G-Sports League? No, you know what? There's pretty much zero Hanzo that I've seen in, in the Overwatch oh, wow. League. Um, yeah, man, there is... Like, as far as defensive heroes goes, Junkrat is king. Yep. So, yeah, he's he's the go-to pick for most defensive maps. Um, as well as, if you're going to get a sniper, it's going to be Widowmaker. Yeah, I think her ult charge is pretty fast, and that's why. Because um, her ult is the... Uh, see everybody. Yeah, yeah. Her ult is see everybody. It's, it's um, it's pretty much like a better version of what Hanzo, uh, what Hanzo can do, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, you mean the um, the Sonic Arrow? Yeah, Sonic Arrow. Yeah, it, it's better than Sonic Arrow. Yeah, so it's better than Sonic Arrow, but it's not you know two gigantic dragons that are going across the map. <laughs> Man, I, I reckon the greatest sort of Overwatch moment for the Anime Brothers is you get a. Uh, I've seen this in. Um, uh, I forget her name. It was a Zarya player from mm -hmm. Korea. And she just Zarya ultied. Like, just. To me, it was random. She's like, I'm going to Zarya ulti this particular laneway. And suddenly, the entire six of them were all there. <laughs> like, the entire six of the enemy team were there. And she got all of them. I was like, oh my god, it's the best Zarya ulti ever. And then suddenly, it's like double anime alt went off. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, Juju, no, you got one good joker. I was like, holy crap. And, and it was just a moment. The, like, the, the Shimada is back to back destroying the enemy team. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. It sounds like the best. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now as far as, as far as like the esports goes, you don't really see too much Hanzo, unfortunately. He is one of my, like, more, one of my favorite characters to play. Um, but he doesn't uh, really cool. see too much. Um, the, although something that I will say, hmm? something that I will say about what I've been, what I've gathered from esports is that it has, um, made me pick up the two most popular tanks that I see in the, uh, Overwatch League. Who do you see in the Overwatch League? So the two most popular tanks is probably a surprise to no one is Winston and D.Va. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah, not surprised at all. So, in, in a lot of my in a lot of my games that I just played, I was playing a lot of Winston, and I basically, when I first saw him, never thought that he was particularly powerful. Um, but yeah. now that I've played him, I can really see that he's a very, very powerful hero and one that's just not taken that shouldn't be taken very lightly. So Winston, I would characterize his play as jump in and don't bother aiming. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah. An accurate analogy. <laughs> yeah, that is an accurate analogy. He doesn't. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to aim at all. And he has a really, really, and his ulti is um, is pretty awesome as far as like ultimates uh, go. As far as points go, it's really awesome as well because it's like you just mm. knock everybody off the point and bam, it's captured and that's the game. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't tell you like how many times I've played it, and then you know pop the ulti and just bash everyone off the point, and um, yeah, and then it's and then it's mine, or or I pop the ulti just to make sure that that nobody can get onto the point if we're on it, like or we're about to cap, mm. or about to cap in overtime, like. And consider consider Winston's ulti as synergy with a map like Elios, where you have um, the point is right next to a, a giant cliff. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you just kill people with the ulti. It's like, eh, see you later, um, Reaper. Die, die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some pretty interesting plays that you can do. And particularly Farah is a very powerful hero when it comes to Ilios as well. Because not only can she just, like, you know, rain from above, un you know, uncontested but she can knock people off the edge as well, like you were saying. And I've seen it so many times. Oh, man. Oh, man. That E. That's, that's like, oh, Blizzard, please enough. <laughs> <laughs> Farrah. Farrah, why do you do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> You're so mean, Farrah. Yeah, it's so, it's so mean. And on Ilios as well, where she just gets pretty insane value. You know, it's a... It's There's a really funny one. There's a, there's a really funny one you can do when... Um, it's the one with the the giant hole in the middle. Yeah, it's not Ilios. Yeah. It's the other Greek one. Yeah. Um, Farah's so Farah's flying up up near the hole, and then um, Anna puts her to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, I've never seen that happen. Oh man! Uh, now, I, I, I saw it happen a couple months ago. I, I need like, to play oh, Anna great. now. Because you're always she's, she's um. She's really different in Overwatch than she is in Heroes. Mm. I, I think she's a lot better in Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you did mention it last week as well, man, when we were talking that yeah. um, that she's a lot different. Mm. Mm. 
Um, one thing that I will say um, is that in the Overwatch League, most of the supports that you see are things like Mercy and Zenny. And you don't really yep. see too much like variation. You might see the occasional Lucio and whatnot, but those seem to be the popular supports. And um, one thing that I'm seeing is that when they people play Mercy in the Overwatch League, she's like this immo like you know this unkillable, immobile, awesome like you know healer lady. Yeah. Right. Yes. Who, who who like always has her like resurrection on cooldown on the right target. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not how she plays at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how would you characterize her at home? I mean, I've had some really good Mercy players, and, you know, they yeah. do all these good things. You know, good reses, they get the damage boost out when they need to. But quite often, yep. it's it's a lot of wishing that your beam had multiple streams so that you could heal, like three people at once <laughs> yes like the whole time oh, man, i'm like so broken. I, the whole time i'm just like i wish i could just heal all three of you at once because you know something happens and now you're all critical and i just i can't do all of it i just can't mm-hmm. you know i wonder if they're going to bring mercy into heroes and um there's like a different version of direct healing to mm. Um, the problem with that is it's very, very close to um, Morales. It is very close to Morales, but the other abilities will be different. It's like Lucio and Brightwing. Yeah, very Not true. Blinky. Yeah, yeah, they're very, um, yeah, they're very similar in that respect. And I would think that it would basically be very similar, except maybe her Q um, is like um, is like the is is like um exactly like lucio like you can just change it from healing to to damage amplification like it does in overwatch yeah the problem is though like having the res it's like it's like combining oriel and morales right because mm. that res would be really powerful yeah like, i think like that'd be ulti i think That's they'd have to ulti. go back to the original mercy where her ultimate is the res mm. Yeah, but I mean, a, a team res. Can you imagine that? No, that'd be way too powerful. Yeah, it would be. So, I don't, I don't know, man. I think, I think they'd have to do some tweaking with it. But I definitely think that it could be an interesting support addition to heroes. Like, if they were to do it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. I think, um, I think it'd be a good addition because we don't really have like a support that really buffs other people like you get ones that support them you know like give them unstoppable and protect them from harm and yeah. damages and whatnot but i think we're really lacking aside from anna Anna's really the only one at the moment if she takes that if she takes that particular ultimate that um and, and morales oh yeah morales well. yeah morales with the stem drain too but um yeah it would be good to see like a a, like a hero where that's sort of built into their base kit and isn't really an ultimate ability yeah can, man can you imagine fighting valor like getting buffed by mercy yeah man. like like direct damage it would be <laughs> it would be nuts it would be nuts but you know what it wouldn't Crazy. be it wouldn't be unwelcome at this point like i'm i'm willing to like have a single a single hero at least sort of shake up the meta a little bit because it is especially in like esports land yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. But you have to shake up in the right way though, because you don't just want to 
Like when Ragnaros first came out, that was a bit of a shake-up, but then you saw every game had Ragnaros in it. I was mm. like, oh god, <laughs> Ragnaros, please. Mm. Ban the guy, Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys. Yeah, no one was banning him, I remember that. I, go, I, and I was really frustrated too, because I was like, I just don't want to see Ragnaros, I want to see somebody else, but no one was banning him, everyone was picking him, and it was just really, really weird. And I think that was... That was the time when Tarsadar was like the insta ban as well. So, you know, there was just a lot of yeah. there was just a lot of bans that you needed to do and a lot of shit going on and yeah, it was just it was just bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just bad. Um Well, if you haven't if you have nothing else to say on the Overwatch topic, dude, I think we might head over to your speciality this week. Cryptocurrencies. So Thank you, Eugene. So before we start the segment, I just want to let you know, neither Eugene nor I are financial advisors. We are not able to give you tax information. We are not able to give you any sort of advice with money or what to do with it at all. This is purely for entertainment purposes, and you should not take anything we say, we say seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you gave that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it every time. I don't want to get in trouble. Very true, very true. Um, Alright, so what's going on, dude? What's what's been happening? You told me there was some big news. There is some big news. There is some very big news coming out of crypto land in the crypto space. Um yeah, so there is a certain cryptocurrency. Um it's called Verge. And the idea behind Verge is that you you choose how private you want to be. So, uh, crypto transactions happen between computers, and the ledger, the tra- the record of transactions, is shared between each computer. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And when you announce a transaction, everybody knows the IP address of who announced it. Now, um, Eugene, I'm going to tell you a little story about electric guitars. Uh-huh, sure. So, what if you combined a stringed instrument? Like, like this is someone's idea, like, about probably 40, 50, actually, probably 80 years ago now. Mm. What if you combined electricity, which is a new technology, with stringed instruments? Like, what do you get? You get um, and so electric, someone had, electric you, instruments? You get electric guitars. Yeah, yeah. right. And it's like electrical ampl- amplification combined with stringed instruments gives you this wonderful new device and now we all know it as an electric guitar and we don't think that there was a time when combining electricity and guitars didn't make sense Mm, right right (laughs) (laughs) so verge is verge um enters a space where they're combining cryptocurrency which is the distributed historical transactions of everybody on the network Mm -hmm. with tor t-o-r now, what is Tor? It is a technology developed by Navy SEALs. Uh, Navy SEALs. The U.S. Navy. Yeah, the U.S. Navy. Uh-huh. I, d- I don't think the Navy SEALs themselves were like, Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, we're just on a dive. Time to do some code. I mean, uh, they're um, probably, like, busy dealing with, like, you know, threats to the nation or whatever, but, you know. Probably. Um, anyway, and the reason the Onion Ring was developed was to hide the IP address of any computer... Um, sending a message. So what will happen is that your computer will log on to TOR, the onion ring. Yep. 
and its messages will be routed through uh, Tor nodes. And it goes from node to node to node to node to node. And then you don't know where the message came from, like when it eventually hits the wider internet at um, Guatemala. Uh -huh. Right. And that, and this makes it very hard to track Tor traffic. So if you're... Um, no, obviously, privacy is a double-edged sword, but I'll, just, but, but I'll just give you the good side of it. Um, if you're a journalist working in Saudi Arabia and you're female and you're um, sort of making news articles about, against the hijab, you want to be private because you can get stoned, acid attacked, and dragged in front of court, and you know, you, your life will be ruined, basically, if, if yeah, they catch Yeah, sure. So this is where Tor and privacy comes in good when you're basically... Uh, or, or if you're a, a journalist, say, in North Korea, and you want to get the news out of what's happening in North Korea, again, use Tor. Like, North Koreans can't track it, blah, 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 blah. Mm, right, right. So what if you combined cryptocurrency with Tor? You get Verge. So with Verge, uh, when you make a transaction, you can you, you have this little drop-down menu, and it says, how would you like to send a transaction? And uh, you can send it through normal, or you can send it through... Uh, the Wraith Protocol. <laughs> the Wraith Protocol. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's just a bit of marketing spin, but, but basically you can choose to spend your Verge on the Tor network, which is kind of cool. Yeah, right, that is kind of cool. Now, why would you want to keep your transactions private? Mm. Well... I wonder. Verge this week have announced a major partnership with uh, MindGeek.com. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, I'm going to guess you don't know who MindGeek is. I didn't know either before this. No, no idea. So MindGeek, MindGeek are the conglomerate distributors of every major um, adult website <laughs> right. uh, on, the, uh, on the internet. Really? Every yeah, major adult website? Yeah, they own eighty percent of all adult websites. Um, their their search engine, and I, I won't name what it is, is the third largest in the world. Mm, right. Um, and they have just millions and millions of viewers each day. Mm. Um, it's 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 actually incredible when you look at the traffic and advertising potential of MindGeek. Yeah. Right. Right. And they're actually a very um, innovative and young software company working out of Montreal. They have a lot of really um, sort of on point. Like, if you had to think of like a software startup changing the world, you—it's just MindGeek. Like, those guys are crazy. Mm. Mm. Um, so now, so one of their features is you can um, stream yourself <laughs> uh, and, and in a certain context, and. So, and you can send your viewers can send you tips. So it's it's like it's like Twitch. Yep, yep. And if it's correct, then this means that all of the uh, young gentlemen and young ladies, I guess, are watching the content that MindGeek put out. Mm -hmm. And they're and they're watching streamers on MindGeek's platform, and they want to send like a two dollar donation because they like the content then that that the two dollar donation will go through verge's wraith protocol using verge which gives verge a potential customer base of a hundred million people whoa dude that is crazy 
Yeah, so so like it, it sounds like a joke, right? Like <laughs> Verge is teaming up with um pornos. Yeah. But actually it's it's really powerful because if you think about um the controversy last year, I thought or the year before, Ashley Madison um mm, had right. their entire their entire user base were just leaked. And so now everybody could see who's cheating on who. Yeah. Privacy is sure. a big deal in this space. Like like you know, I'm a I I'm say a Australian politician or a US senator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to avoid controversy, um, but, but but I'm still a human being, and I want to use um, leisure time, mm -hmm. <laughs> as it were. Yep, as it were. So really, Verge is giving you a better product than money, like in this space, and and that is really quite incredible. Mm, right, right. I mean, I suppose as well, it's like a, a good a good use of cryptocurrency as far as I can see it. Like, Very good use. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Amazing. You know, you, you can use your cryptocurrency for something in a very uh, like private or discreet manner. And it just, it, it promotes like a, a good use of it, right? I'm all, I'm all about the good uses. Obviously, as I said before, privacy is a two-way street. Um, obviously, if you can be private while doing something good, you can also be private while doing something bad. But uh, I believe and, and trust our law enforcement to take out anybody who's doing anything bad. I don't condone using Verge for anything that's illegal in your country. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we're not yeah. saying use Verge if you want to do illegal activity. Like we're saying that like this is what we're talking about here is a good use of 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 your of your uh, of your money like doing something that is you know that needs to be private but is also you know yeah. something that's considered normal or legal at, at the very least yeah and if you have moral moral or ethical uh sort of ideas against adult entertainment um understand that these people generally are a lot of them aren't paid particularly well mm. so if MindGeek is presenting a platform that allows them to get paid easier and also allows people, uh, it allows more money into the network uh, for the for the actresses and actors who are uh, forced, uh, forced, well, not forced, hopefully, but who take up this line of work, for whatever reason, um, this will inevitably be more money, hopefully, in the actresses and actors' pockets. Yeah, rather so, than so rather than anyone a, else on the way, right? Yeah, like we we want to cut out middlemen, and I mean, MindGeek is a middleman themselves, but mm. you always have a middle. But hopefully, we can at least reduce the number of middlemen mm, right, on the right. way. All right. So the other thing I want to talk about with in this space was um, I recently had a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what was I? Well. I was wanting to book a trip to New Zealand with my wife mm -hmm. and future wife, that is. Like, we'll be married at the time. But yeah, you'll be married soon, man. You might as well just yeah, say at this point. <laughs> I might as well. And I was talking to a travel agent, and I'm like, man, I want to pay this guy in Bitcoin. Uh -huh. And I'm like, how do I pay this guy in Bitcoin? And... In Australia, if you don't know, you're unable to make withdrawals from Coinbase. So that means that you cannot get money out of Coinbase if you live in Australia. So for all intents purposes, it looks like, oh, no, I can't, I can't liquidate my, my Bitcoin position. This sucks. And, but then I'm like, ah, 
I don't actually want to liquidate my position. I don't want to get money and then use money to pay for the travel. Aid. I just want to pay for this trip in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you have Skype open, could you go to the link I just sent you, Jane? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, Living Room of Satoshi is the name of the website, livingroomofsatoshi.com. Yeah, right. And this is a site where you can pay any bill in Australia with Bitcoin, or if you click the drop down, it supports a ton of coins so you got oh, like wow. ethereum litecoin dash ripple bch that's bitcoin monero. cash yeah monero like man so many coins yeah right and so essentially you just type in the you, you type in any in australia we have this thing called bpay yeah right you where just type all your bills, bills have a little bit little bpay code yeah right right and then you you put in a, you put in an amount so my trip's going to be two grand and you can see it, it does a little conversion there and it says, well, we're going to debit um, 0.18 bitcoins for, from you. And we're just going to pay this, pay this uh, BPay credit card or bank account. Man, that is, in, that is great. Isn't it great? Because like, the, the crazy thing is, I mean, I bought 0.2 bitcoins last year for like 300 bucks or something. I was like, man, Bitcoin, this sounds cool. Mm -hmm. And... I don't have to liquidate my position. I just, I just, I effectively pay my pay three hundred dollars for my New Zealand trip. This is not a guarantee. Bitcoin's price is always going to go up. Very often, Bitcoin's price does not go up. This is not a prediction of future price. But mm. yeah, we know. <laughs> I mean, not, for me right now, nobody's nobody's asking you to predict the price of Bitcoin, man. Yeah, absolutely. But for me right now, I'm like, man, I can just, I can literally just pay this with 0.2 Bitcoin. And that is an amazing, like, sort of mind, mind change around my thinking on cryptocurrency. Mm, right, right. Um. Anyway, so that, so that was what I had for uh, crypto this week. Man, it seems like there's some, actually some big things going on, like, the fact that it's getting out there with the MindGeek platform is a pretty big deal, I think. It is possibly mm. getting it out and introducing a lot more people to it, so getting more people contributing to the transactions. But the, yep, absolutely. But the fact that you can use your Bitcoin or use your cryptocurrency to pay bills in Australia um, is, is actually just pretty sweet. And I think it's a, a really good step in the right direction for Bitcoin. And yeah, cryptocurrency in general. Alright, well if that's it, I think that's just gonna do it for us this week. Um so I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh if again, uh for those people that don't know, if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email. Um we can be contacted uh chilledpodcast at gmail .com is our email address. Um, if you want to check out our Twitter, we are chilled podcast at chilledcast. So make sure to look at that for any schedule updates for episode releases. And if you want to ask us any questions, um, I think that's about it. So Joey, where, um, where can people find you? You can find me at my website, jhray.com. And you hopefully will soon be able to see previous episodes of chilled podcast at jhray.com slash chilled podcast. Mm, yep 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 that's where we'll be hosting a website 
Um, as for me, you can find me over on Twitter. I'm at OvalteenGene. Uh, if you want to contact me for whatever, uh, ask me any questions or just see how we're doing and maybe even organize some games, um, that's where you can find me. All right. I think that'll do it for us on episode two. All right. Stay easy, stay breezy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>